Listen, Lee, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. It is a pleasure. Um, first things first, how are you doing? All's good, man. I just, I just, I just been for a run, eating a small chili con carne. Had like, yeah, probably have the best week of the year, I reckon. Last week, but I went with gigs, seeing loads of gigs, and playing those gigs. All is good, man. How are you? How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, doing okay. Doing okay. A little bit tender today because I was at a gig last night myself, and it was a. Uh, Black Heart. I was at the Black Heart in Camden for um, it was called Bark Fest. Do you know Nick Barker? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was basically a um, uh, a fundraiser, a fundraiser. Right. So a couple of local bands playing, basically. So yeah, a bit tender on that, but other than that, totally fine. Off work at the moment as well, so it's all good. Well, you gotta have, you gotta like take the edge off, haven't you? As well, on a Sunday, it's like sometimes the best day to drink as well. <laughs> there it is, there it is. Um, it's been an incredibly busy, as you said yourself, last week period of time for you recently. We are at this time of recording, three days out from the release of your latest EP, Fool's Errand, November tenth via Hassle Records. Congratulations on the release. Always spectacular to get anything out. Um. And the fact that it's a banger EP is even more important as well. Um, three days. How have you found the reaction to it so far? It's been wicked, man. Yeah, so it's um, it's weeks. Yeah, the, so the launch. Uh, we had like kind of the unofficial launch last Wednesday at the Black Heart. Funny enough, as well. So that was great. Like, yeah, so yeah, I felt, yeah, I think it was sold out by the end of it. So that was awesome. Kind of reception to the new tunes was probably stronger than like the, than than anything anyone's heard before, which is wicked. And then it was really nice, kind of having that kind of like soft, soft kind of easing into it. And then Fridays, yeah, yeah, I already had a couple of like really nice reviews. Um, because yeah, yeah, it's, it's getting loads of hits, loads of shares and whatnot. Yeah, so couldn't be happier with it, man. It's always really weird when when you release stuff. You know, really like you kind of you've been working so hard towards it. Almost feels surreal that other people can get to hear hear it, but yeah, man, it's like couldn't be happier. It's kind of out in the world, knocking about, hopefully deafening people now. So yeah, so it's yeah, it's all it's all going really well, dude. So, yeah, considering we're only into the start and next yeah, start this week, you're already having an interview of you as well, Carl, which is banging. All oh, is good, man. Yeah, it's so far so good. I reckon. Yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. It's still such early days, um, you know, when you have to start counting numbers of streams and uh physical purchase and stuff like that further down the line be able to look back in six months time and then really judge how it uh, it did um because six tracks of course six unique examples of good time groove heart passion and body shaking energy did you have a vision for this ep when you initially started off planning it we it was kind of um uh to begin with we had about three sort of we had three songs that were originally going to end up on the, on an album, and then mm. we'd written a, a further three that felt like they're kind of like twins. As in in essence, it felt like a kind of little family of tunes that were perfect perfect for each other. So it's kind of like I quite like I quite like having pockets of tunes for like eras of time of the band. So it kind of really felt like at that point, all of those songs really kind of had like this kind of similar kind of real like kind of proper having an energy type thing so before we're going to throw them all together in an ep kind of started off with a little kind of piano ditty as well just so it's kind of like it's a bit of a nod to like the small faces and all those 60s bands so like no one really kind of does that kind of stuff anymore and then just kind of straight and just with slammers so yeah man it was kind of 
it was unintentional but then like the kind of tunes all found each other in their own kind of little pub somewhere and then kind of all started drinking together and, and didn't didn't end up in a bar fight so it kind of all worked mm. out really so yeah it was, uh, and then yeah i think that's kind of the best way best way to do it best way to look at it like kind of for those those tunes those tunes for that moment in time of the band and kind of like what's going on around and that as well kind of feel like a good kind of a good kind of release and a good kind of welcome break of just nice noise. So yeah, man, they kind of find them, they found themselves comfortably, which was weird. That's nice. all very very much. Definitely, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was I was I was kind of I always kind of let them all just kind of sit, and we usually we usually kind of end up just like playing all of those tunes in a live environment, and then seeing if seeing if they don't kind of spawn into other versions of them or we end up taking bits and harvesting them for something else but these were kind of the new the, the, the first that the latest recorded three we kind of recorded them in two sessions really the first three kind of stood the test of time and the ne- and the next three i think it's always quite nice just to have some fresh stuff knocking about the place as well so yeah they all kind of they all stood the test of time man so yeah and they all kind of here forever now what was the gap though? Um, the gap. So you had the three original, and then later on the th- other three. How big was the gap? Uh, I think. I was, well, we went into record. Uh, we recorded at the start of this year. Uh, three, uh, just kind of three tunes. Not really thinking anything of it, but we were kind of recording for a, uh, with the intention of a release of an album, uh, uh, which is still go, which is still going to be happening. Uh, to, and I will call course you of success. But we wrote, but we kind of, but we, we thought we kind of give a little taster of them. And then a, a, a taste of some of those tunes that will follow with the album, and then with with some ones that with that we've been kind of like writing and throwing together now, really. So the first the first ones came from just the album recording, really, where we ended up recording like kind of about 15, 20 tunes. So they were kind of all knocking around for there, and then yeah, later on, just kind of I don't want to sit on I don't like sitting on stuff for too long, you know. So I just thought like the stuff that we're playing live at the minute it'd be nice to kind of get it out in the world so people can kind of at least get an idea of what the album's going to sound like and also kind of get an idea of what these new tunes are sounding like in between as well. Just because if you don't put anything out, they just kind of stagnate and then no one ever gets to hear them because you didn't record them in time and then other tunes have spawned from them. So I think it's a good way just to kind of have that kind of like, maybe have them drink that elixir that makes them stick around for longer than maybe stuff if you didn't record it, you know? Yeah. Did did you find yourself ever thinking about the the important aspect of having to kind of keep yourself relevant and always kind of have something new on the um on the pot, as it were? Oh, I think yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, like if you look at um, if you look at kind of when we were talking about earlier about like the timeline of how well things things go, it's pretty insane how short. Uh, how short things stay new for these mm-hmm. days especially like kind of album runs even like kind of i mean like queen like queen's of stone age's new album it, it feels ancient now just because it's so like it's it's you stream it you don't kind of almost live in stuff for as long as if you just kind of i mean i mean i love vinyl you know so it's, it's i always live and breathe through vinyl stuff but if you're kind of going out for a run going onto the train this that and the other you kind of lose a bit of that romance with stuff but then if you love music, you don't lose your romance because it's kind of a bonus that it gets to be with you everywhere. But I think also that kind of uh, the the longevity of something being new and fresh is like halved maybe from mm-hmm. before when like you'd go to like MVC or like HMV or something and get a CD, pre-order it, have time to put the vinyl. So yeah, I think like especially recording new stuff, I think 
I think we thought we'd kind of get in early with that kind of mindset of like, say, like King Gizzard or the OCs and stuff. That it's just like, like we're always going to be putting stuff out. Sometimes you're going to have to find it. Sometimes it's going to be like shoved in front of you. And yeah. then even if, even if stuff you'll hear again that will end up on an album, there's always going to be 50% of it that's going to be new, you know. So like mm -hmm. I always think it's a good way to keep it fresh. Keeps the band, keeps us all kind of like chomping at the bit to write new stuff because we know it might come out or it might not. Or it you know, just strives us to be as best as we possibly could be like the whole time, you know. Now, are you constantly writing then? Um, do you just always constantly doing something? I literally finished my chili and then it's going to be guitar like for an evening. I'm going to try and just. I think it's like I basically just. I'm constantly playing and then we're constantly sometimes more I'm constantly playing all the time just to, I can stick my foot in the door before it shuts like with ideas when you're driving and you turn into voice notes then like then like the kind of fun of it, it's like that it, it already doesn't feel potent so yeah I try and kind of pick my guitar up whenever I'm inspired to or even like not like tonight and kind of I just think why well, it's Monday it's like the pub will cost money like Cost nothing, you know. So yeah, so just got to constantly keep seeing what comes out. And you've mentioned uh, live um, a few times, and it feels like it's such an important aspect of the the overall Blue Stragglers picture. Like it's as much as important as the studio output as anything else. Don't, did you take that into account when it came to Falls Errand? In the fact that, like, my personal major takeaway from that EP is that it's a collection of tracks that if you've never heard live before you need to see live to really, really get that vibe. Is that something that's always at the forefront of your mind? I think, I think, yeah, I think when we write, I think there's always got to be an element of it, of how we can manipulate this into a live environment, make it heavier, make it kind of jam bits out. And then the minutes, and then, and also have like the kind of songs and the arrangements have things that, that over time can change and to, to, down to whether people like, if, if people start kind of digging and connecting with things of it, we can kind of jam stuff out for longer. Like, like for instance, like, that like title track or it, the, the, the title track falls there and it's already kind of like changing and morphing as the more we play it, kind of different things are going on with it, which is always cool. I like, like live is kind of, I always think, the, the the bands I got into and well, I got into them through seeing them live before hearing them so I think it's mm. always and then when I've gone back to like reference it I go oh yeah it's that tune and you realise it sounds completely different I always like that they're just completely different beasts live and I think it's yeah I think it's and if you leave that kind of song it's like sometimes sometimes a lot of the elements of them are quite simple so they can be just completely like kind of manipulated live really so yeah 100 man like like you hit the nail on the head it's all kind of it's all geared to be playing as much as possible and it and for it to be as kind of different and weird as possible or sometimes like completely true to the album you know it's just that like, all depends on all depends on like the kind of set and all depends on the vibe of, of us three i suppose because there's only three of us like you can yeah it's it's so easy to kind of move and shake things about really you've got the boat you've got the bonus of that space of just of, of of having only three people i've always kind of i've always been amazed at bands that have more than three members kind of how it can always just be like this it's there's so many this there's a whole other human that can kind of <laughs> that, 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 that that you that has to like kind of intertwine with that i always think it's hard enough to find th like another two people that kind of have the connection 
so yeah, like kind of the sparse three piece thing always always works with with us really well as as, as far as just morphing things live. So yeah, man, nail on the head. Uh, three people as well on a stage like the Black Heart is a lot easier than trying to fit five or six people on that stage. Um, that's... It's like it's tiny. It's, it's it's a great sound though. It's a really good vibe in there. It's, yeah, Paula was doing sound when we were there. She was kind of she, she was badass. She's like super cool. It's just a great rock bar, isn't it? They they're kind of fleeting. They're few and far between in this day and age. You've kind of got goes each city just seems to have one as opposed to like London used to have heaps, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that. It's maybe the dev down the road and so on. Um, that entire show, you know, you said it was a bang show and all of that. Did you run into anyone? Did you meet different groups of people who had been there from the start of your career to this point and people who were hearing you for the first time? Yeah, for sure. Like a lot of people, um, a lot of people just off the back of the singles that Hassel put out, which have been really cool. Like, um, so they're sitting kind of like down at the bar beforehand, people kind of asking what 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 the kind of new stuff is like. And then you've got kind of like we got we got a bus of people up from Horsham, uh, which is which which is hometown, and they're kind of expecting their kind of the older stuff and um, but that but that stuff that won't even appear on the albums you know which is which which is wicked so you can kind of call upon those things but it's always quite it's quite interesting there's a band uh there's a band of good mates with kid capici like um of it was course. really like i mean like there's yeah and they're like sound guys and jack when i used to see him and we used to gig together back in like when or like there was a place called the tub and it was really interesting seeing the news seeing the old songs slowly fade away into like this new formed format of them which is just so much more realized and it kind of feels like that's kind of happening now with like with with, with just like we're kind of like honing down like a kind of a sort of fan base of people that are just like like good rock and roll you know which is which because everything's kind of like post this or like alternative that sometimes it's quite nice just to kind of fly the flag of just being a fucking good rock band you know so but yeah like for sure there were loads of people that i yeah, that i hadn't seen before like but that which is which is wicked because it but on top of like the the four people that have been <laughs> like coming and following around of us to, to begin with they're kind of the four people in amongst a sea of people we don't know now which is really nice like and that's kind of i suppose that's the bonus of like having a, the, the way of able to kind of throw throw stuff a little further than your own reach you know it's the goal as well. Ultimately, you want to grow as an artist, you want to grow as a band, and you want to bring in new listeners. But ultimately, old or new, the common there's a common thread between both. They're both interested, excited, and enjoy what you're doing. So it's a win, no matter what. Everyone wins, man. Especially the music lover, like which is like <laughs> what we are, right? So it's just like so. It's, so, so the more good stuff about, I'm never adverse to just good everywhere. <laughs> it would be nice. Speaking of which, it's not been too long, but then uh, I want to talk about some of the highlights of Blue Stragglers so far. Things you personally done that felt quite like a a big achievement. And I can't help but think maybe Download 2022 might have been one of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little gig, yeah. I mean, that was amazing. It was kind of like pretty kind of pretty surreal going to somewhere i mean i mean the last time i'd been there before then i think was uh when a couple of years in a row like 2010 2011 you know i think i was the like kill switch acdc them quicker vultures yeah and then the year after so i've, I've been kind of like commuting there as a rock as like a, a rock lover for, for so many years you know so it's kind of seems strange leaving the same time as everyone else but like with a bag full of uh, with with a bag full of kind of pedals and instruments you know like it's like 
that the novelty of that like kind of never really wore off it was it was straight off the back of like the weekend uh mm. we that and then the weekend after I, uh, we got asked to do uh support black label i think that sunday so we did download we did download on the thursday and then we were back to folkestone where like black label had just left and then we were kind of supporting them which is pretty nuts yeah it's kind of like it's it's really interesting doing those things because it's so because you're living in the moment so much it's really hard to kind of take a little bit of a step back and look at where you've uh, uh, what you're doing to like what you were doing like say like like a few years back you know those and it's, it's it's really good to take stock of those things there was kind of a really nice little run where we kind of supported wolf mother uh did uh play, play download and then uh and then supported kid capici and, mm. uh, and then uh, yeah we did kick a, uh, a couple of runs with kid capici in like london they were doing matinee shows and that was really cool just really felt like it really, it's really nice just to kind of be part of that community of like music lovers and then just be kind of revered as much as like the bands as, as much as those bands which were the bands that influenced us you know which is like the dream but yeah for sure man like i mean download download's pretty amazing kind of and then and then to be honest, like that, that Falls Errands release at the minute feels so sea change. We did a couple of shows in Brighton that were quite similar to that in the in in the, in lights over the past few months where we've put shows on and then we've kind of agreed to shows and then you have like that old kind of thing. I'll be like, I'll be like, oh, it'd be amazing if like anyone turns up. But you kind of have low expectations to pretty much every show we're doing has been a sellout recently, which has been amazing. Like you know, it's like that's just an unfathomable bonus on top of playing music that I never really ever kind of imagined I'd be able to experience. But I'm so happy, but like, no, but, but like we'll grab it with both horns while I've got the opportunity, you know? I think it can't be understated um, how the variety that you have uh, been able to achieve up to this point when it comes to live music, from your own shows to the bands you've supported to playing something like Download in 2022. And all of that comes from the fact that you, Blue Stragglers, I believe can play pretty much on any bill in the entire world and any festival and fit download. Perfect. Glastonbury. Perfect. Bloodstock. Perfect. Do you feel the same way? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's, I mean, that's like to me, like the nicest thing to hedge because it's always been that dream to like, to not be pigeonholed, but just anyone to go, well, that's like that band's like that band, like kind of kicks some, you know, which is, which is the dream. I think like kind of the, there's few, there's, there's few bands in the past that could, that could, that have that kind of crossover appeal. Never really looked for it. I've never, if we, we've only ever just kind of play, play what we like, but like, we love like a sunset slot or anything like that. And then they can, and they appear at every festival and every festival needs to hear kind of a rock band, you know, it's like, and then, I think it's always quite nice to be like that kind of that kind of palate cleanser, you know, like the kind of the the sip of port in between like other stuff, and then and the people remember you more, you know, aren't they? Because we because sometimes sometimes these 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 venues uh, these kind of festivals are so kind of genre specific, they kind of like it'd be quite nice just to be like the blotting paper of and of, of, of like something different that they're like, oh yeah, well stragglers are like that's a no brainer, you know. So like I'm kind of into that. Yeah, I love the idea of you being sandwiched in between a couple of like hardcore black metal bands, just as you say, to refresh the palate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I reckon it's uh, they're like the nicest fans in the world, like black metal, black metal fans, man. It's like says I I remember doing us I was doing merch for a band called Discarnate and they were kind oh, of yeah. like yeah, they're 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 like they're like some of my best friends. 
and like going into that, I was just kind of wearing my Hawaiian shirt as I normally do. And then just everyone just, yeah, everyone just thought I'd just come off like a film set or something like that. It was kind of a bit, but man, I used to say, they're music lovers at the end of the day. And they're starting to, and sometimes like the metal community and that are just like the most loyal music lovers because they'll just buy everything that you've got on the merch table and they'll just follow you everywhere, you know, and they'll, and they'll know the back catalogs back and forth. So any music lover, man, we're kind of ready. We're ready to kind of be their new favorite band. And I think that will continue as we go forward. Speaking of which, then, um, are you planning just to kind of take it easy for the remainder of this year and then focus heavily on a busy 2024? I think so, yeah. I think we kind of, everything was kind of uh, uh, kind of focused on the Black Heart album launch. We kind of didn't want to kind of, uh, yeah, wanted to make sure that went well. And then if we kind of, if, if we could pick up a few stray shows before the end of the year, then everyone's kind of laughing, you know. I think we might... There might well be a chance that we're going to play in Brighton this Sunday, supporting some stoner rock band called Brutes, who are really cool. Um, so that's so. It's, but but that's I'm literally talking to someone in the pub later about that. So I think if I I, I would we'll never turn a gig down, but I think we're going to kind of focus on making sure that they're all just like the most special nights, and then leading forward to the, the album next year, Cautionary Tales of Success. We're going to go. Yeah, we're probably just going hard with that. I'd imagine kind of around about the time maybe kind of get people acquainted to it before we hopefully just kind of start smashing the festivals. Is that, would you put getting that album done, finished and released, Be would that be the most achievable goal you'd like to reach in 2024, you think? 100%. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's written and recorded. Um, artwork's pretty much done. We've mm. got kind of like a kind of loose, loose springtime release date for it. So like kind of, I think it's because we're recording all the time. That was that felt like the easiest part, just kind of compiling the album and putting together like the best introduction in terms of an album after an EP for like for for people to kind of like carry on that journey and not alienate them too much, but kind of take them down kind of different corridors that maybe that maybe the EP kind of hints at. So yeah, one hundred percent, man. First 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 part of the year album, second lights like album tour hangover more eps more music hopefully perfect time for it start hitting the summer period where great great many many tours and festivals and you'll have an album and you can get booked for all of them and play everything yeah play everything all the time all at once <laughs> yeah it's the key man i wish you all the success in that it's more than deserved it is a fantastic ep and it is out right now fools erin but before you go lee we're not quite finished we have a section at the end of the interview this is ozzy osbourne and in his head are randomized cards of everything and everything including suggestions from other bands artists and so on some will be pulled at random and if you do not mind you'll answer let's do it man okay number 89 what do you put on your chips what goes on chips Burger sauce all the time. <laughs> I love this question across the UK. It is controversial. Immediately, I'm like, you've got to be joking me. But fair <laughs> enough, each to our own. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, man. It's, you got it. If you're drunk, you, you expect you to, all the other sauces are there all the time. You're in a burger <laughs> shop, burger sauce. The clues in the name, burger sauce. <laughs> <laughs> what are you sticking on there, Carl? Oh man, a bit of hot sauce or just a basic ketchup. This bit, let's try to test it, man. There I'm it is. Can't argue with it. <laughs> All right, number fifty-three. What was the last great book you read? Oh, the last great book I read was a 
it was Jeff Tweedy from Wilco's. Oh, no, actually, no, it wasn't. <sighs> Devil in a Coma by Mark Lanigan was the last one I read, which was Lanigan's last, last output. I wouldn't say it was, it wasn't, it was kind of a bit like we need to talk about Kevin and that, 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 in that you go, you won't go, I'll, I'll watch it again. But I think you've kind of, if it's been put out there, you've got to read it to respect kind of the great man, you know. A one time thing, I get it. All right. All right. Number four, what is a skill or talent you wish you had? Oh, skateboarding 100%. Yeah. I'm, I watch skating videos all the time. Every time I get tattooed, I, there's always skating videos on there. It's like the most. It's the sweetest thing, um, and I can't do it at all. I used to run around holding a board, following all of my pals when I was young. So yeah, skateboarding, and I, and now I'm and now if I like, I can lie to people and say I'm a really good skater, but I no no skating. I reckon that's the skill, man. Did you ever really give it a go? Because a lot of people like they give it a go and end up falling once, either breaking a bone or hurting themselves, and that's it. They're out. That was me. It was like a three foot drop in like <laughs> down the road but I didn't even didn't even lean into it completely fell down fell on. and like you don't and when you fall over and you're kind of like a teenager it's been so long since you've fallen over and like it hurts and I just felt like I was like four again like looking up but like there was no one there to come for me just laughing people everywhere <laughs> so yeah since then I was I'm gonna skate one day and said I just joined a band and and kind of <laughs> Played and played my <laughs> played the rest of my youth away. Oh, I love it. All right, number eighty-eight. What is a fandom, a fan base that frightens you just a little bit? Guys, I'd say it's got to be like, like it's the like the Billie Eilish and Taylor Swift fans are like insanely. I tell you why. I saw Lana Del Rey year uh, years ago. And so, like, super pop stars, like yeah. that fan, like, uh, I've never seen Brixton Academy for Lana Del Rey was, like, four times surrounded. It was, like, it was, like, surrounded like it was a siege. And they're, like, they're like just just the roar when they come out is, like, it's like Beatlemania, isn't it? So, like, mm. the like the Swifties. I reckon you could send, like, the Taylor Swift army and they would overthrow the government, like... They're just like, they're just like, I reckon they would stop at nothing to see her. Yeah, I watched some videos of her, uh, Taylor Swift's like last, whatever it was, or this current stadium tour. And whew, I don't know many, many artists or bands that can fill the venues that she is. It's incredible. Man, isn't it? And like, it's, it's like, it's like fair play, man. Like, but I think it just, that just must be like, it's, with Billie Eilish, that's such like, that, that was like a stratospheric fire i remember so i remember she was playing concord 2 not too long ago like okay and then it's like now yeah just like just the headlines everything headline the world <laughs> wow if you caught her back in those days at concord 2 wow yes yeah yes yes she's super kind of early stage of it, it was kind of insane but it's why it's got like concord 2 used to be great for that man it was just it, there, used, there used to be so many things and then and that because there'd always be like that kind of yeah, everyone chin stroking yeah, I think she's pretty cool. And I was just like, yeah, everyone thinks she's fucking well cool, man, man. It's like it's a but yeah, that's a little claim to fame. All right, last one then, number one hundred. What is your drunk food of choice? Whoa, drunk food of choice. Used I'll I'll give you an old one I used to have that I kind of like I've 
that, that since I started running would just be completely detrimental. It used to be two slices of bread, sweet chili sauce, cheese and onion crisps, and then the Ginsters used to do this thing called a brunch bar. And it would just be stick one of them in a microwave and make just like kind of just like a heart attack sandwich out of that. I'd oh, even think, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, just kind of see that way. Someone would look in, be be repulsed. And then yeah, so like a kind of a sausage roll within a packet of crisps within two slices of bread. Yeah, you can't be eating that anymore if you're running. Good God. <laughs> You can't really be eating it anymore if you want to be living. <laughs> you know what? The worst thing is, is I'm currently quite hungry. I got pizza on the way uh, being delivered soon. And that sounds really freaking appetizing right now. <laughs> man, yeah, pizza. You ever had a pizza sandwich before, man? Fucking have that. There's just nothing wrong with them either. <laughs> oh, fantastic. All right, Lee, we'll leave it there. Again, just repeat, Fool's Errand is out now everywhere. Listen, go check it out. Go check you guys out live when you get the opportunity and pay attention to what's going to be coming in the future at the beginning of 2024 and the rest of the year. Lee, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Really appreciate it. Big up, you man. Your show's awesome. Thank you so much, Carl. Nice one, dude. Thank you very much for watching. If you'd like to see more content like this, please consider hitting the subscribe button. It is gratefully appreciated. You can find us over at gbhbl.com, our full website, where reviews, news, and so much more goes up daily. We're also on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, threads, at GBHBL. Just search for GBHBL and you will find us out there. We also have merchandise on sale. You can access the shop via the website.